It has been quite a week. Because the last few days before Christmas are not always harried enough with traffic and last-minute shopping and the long lines at the post office, we've gone and thrown an impeachment into the mix. As if family gatherings needed a little more excitement this year. You know, with folks making sense of the House's vote and taking guesses at what the Senate may do next. And I have been fascinated to see the range of responses that people have had to the vote. Some I have heard are livid, digging in their heels. Others lament that we could have gotten to this place no matter the reason. Still others celebrate, making jokes and starting to circulate impeachment memes on social media. And then there's a fourth option that I see unfolding. Those who wish to leave it all well enough alone. Walk quietly away from the strife, the debating, the loaded disagreement. Psychologists talk about how our reptilian brains can urge us into fight or flight behaviors when fear or stress hits. But I recognize this other response that slides under the radar and can maybe be just as destructive. That of quietly backing away. Not just from the issue, but from the people connected to it. Disengage, unfriend, ignore, walk away. This is precisely the temptation we see Joseph struggling with in today's gospel. His world has been turned upside down with the revelation that Mary is pregnant, and he is seriously considering just walking away. However it is that Mary got pregnant, whatever you believe, it seems clear that this creates a potentially horrible situation for Joseph, for both of them, yes, but Mary has already said yes to God. She seems reasonably confident with her choice, even with all the consequences that may accompany it. But Joseph? This is a huge embarrassment for him. Engagement back then was not the, the romantic and often highly choreographed event that it has come to be today. It was a legal contract, a largely economic one, made not just between two people, but between their families, primarily. Given all these layers of social exchange, it makes sense that Joseph would have experienced this surprise pregnancy as shameful. So he reaches for what seems like a compromise. He'll leave, but he'll do so quietly. He doesn't want to make a scene. 
Especially since this would not just mean that Mary is shamed by the community. At the very least, she would be marked as unmarriageable, left to fend for herself in a world where women had virtually no independent economic means or security. But Joseph also knows that it is just as likely that Mary would be stoned to death. This was the punishment for adultery. And so he'll walk away, dismissing her quietly. His heart aches, but he's trying not to make the situation worse. I think this temptation to turn away still exists. I think we encounter it all the time in in those around us, in ourselves, and especially in these times of political strife. Maybe we won't publicly attack those we disagree with, but quietly leave, backing up, rendering them disposable, cutting them out of our lives. This is what Joseph could have done. It's what he wanted to do. And yet, in the end, he shows us another way. Just before he acts, he has this dream. And there, asleep, God comes to Joseph. God's first words, do not be afraid. And then the counsel that follows, to stay connected, for Joseph to commit himself even more deeply to this complicated situation. Do not be afraid, God says. Remain, engage. God will be present more than he or we can possibly imagine. And incredibly, Joseph heeds this call. He wakes up probably bleary and shaken from what he has heard, but resolute, ready. I have to believe that Joseph still takes heat for this choice, that he's still chided by those who don't understand. But it doesn't seem like it really matters to him anymore. Joseph comes to see that there is a way for him to be part of this new wholeness that is coming into existence right in front of him. It can be pretty hard to believe that this other way is possible. This way of reaching to connect where it has seemed that division is the only thing there can seem more difficult every day in this country of ours, polarized as we have become. Enter two women, right into that chasm. Their names are Lennon Flowers and Reverend Jennifer Bailey. And together they founded an organization called the People's Supper. The People's Supper launched on January 20th, 2017. The date was not accidental. This was the, uh, the inauguration day and with purpose. 
Since that day, they've organized and hosted and supported more than 1,500 dinner parties all across the country. These, ha uh, these suppers happen in, in homes and schools and faith communities and other civic spaces, all with the goal of helping people to connect across the political and ideological spectrum. These women support communities in gathering groups of remarkably diverse people and then leading them to sit down together, elbows bumping as they eat their meal and begin to share about their lives. It is an admittedly lofty goal they have chosen, and these women know it. Flowers and Bailey don't begin by asking people to declare their political stance and then attempt to work from there. Instead, they bank on the power of common humanity, the connection forged in a meal shared, questions that pull people together. One prompt they usually offer the gatherings early on in the meal is this. Describe a moment, recent or long since past, when you felt isolated, alone, or unwelcomed. I have to believe that Mary felt all these things as she faced this most wondrous and life-changing pregnancy as she contemplated the fact that she might have to do it by herself. Seems clear that Joseph felt these things too, isolated in this difficult choice, deciding between his beloved and his reputation. And I think no matter our politics, the current scene in our country can leave many of us feeling isolated as well. So what if we didn't turn away? What if we let that divine messenger arrive in our minds, in our dreams, reminding us that we need not be afraid, urging us to resist leaving quietly, urging us to defy that pull, to dismiss the other that we suspect is too different, too far on the other side from us. What if we instead listened as God encourages us to remain, to reach, to choose to be family anyway? This is the beauty and the power of the Christ child we await. This vulnerable God who pulls people of all kinds together into one body. It is the goodness of this congregation as we span such a wide spectrum of beliefs, politically and otherwise, and yet come together at this table living proof that another way is possible. Not walking away, but walking together. God urges us to take the risk of choosing each other again.
Do not be afraid. Choose to engage, to remain, to come together as the Christ child draws near.